Anybody ever dated somebody with this kind of baggage? And that baggage happens to be kids, okay? And I'm, I I use the term baggage because that's the term that she uses. But listen, as you get, start getting older, dating gets harder and harder. So what are you supposed to do when you're running into this specific situation with dating someone with kids? It's tricky. She'll explain it today and ask my mom. Welcome to the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yes, this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. It's a feel-good podcast. I do my mom every single day, and you, you're here, and I appreciate that. I have have one sip of water left. Let me take it. That was not going to do anything for me. Um, so this is a uh, feel-good podcast. Yeah, I do with my mom every single day. We live, we laugh, and we love my mom. That's the three principles of our show. We li- live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. We love my mom. You'll love her too. This is my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I just got the coolest text literally as we're playing a show. I didn't want to tell you yet. Um, this is from – I don't know who it's from, but just – you can always text me. It comes right to my phone, uh, 888-Kramer8. And I try to get back as much as I can. I feel like now because I've got social media and texting and emails, I try. I really do try to get back. But I do read everything. So I apologize if I don't get back in a timely fashion to you. Uh, but this is really cool. It says, Kramer and Nancy, I'm listening to episode 213. I need to listen to y'all every day. I found y'all on the Top 50 Podcast Magazine, and I fell oh, in love. Oh, yeah. what I've do you know? I know. I so said, I've already caught up. I listened to the Mix 106.5. Uh, I listened to both podcasts with Jess, the low key, and, and Garage Boy. You are part of my morning routine at work and need to listen to you guys every day. 30 minutes to an hour a day will be great. I uh, love you forever. That's so cool. Oh, I love that. Thank you. It's so neat to be on like a national scale, you know? I never know where people are coming from. That's a 715 area code. So let me see where that is. Hmm. 715 is um Wisconsin. So oh, who knew? Wow. That's crazy, right? That is so crazy and so awesome. We need that little pick me up this week. Yeah, that feels good. Thank you for awesome. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's nice to uh, nice to know. If you are, listen, if you're not somebody that knows me from San Diego uh, or any of the markets that I've been in, or if you didn't come over from Jeff and Callie's podcast, I always find it really interesting how you found the podcast. So mm-hmm. if you've got a story, and I always hate when – Radio shows, morning shows, podcasts, whatever, like sit there and just be like, oh, look at these people that love us so much. Uh, so I don't want to come off as like braggadocious <laughs> by any means, but I do. Th- I think it's it's very fun for me because it's just, yeah, it's like on like a national worldwide level. We got people all over the world that listen to this podcast and find it in the most bizarre ways. So, so fun. Very cool. It's very cool. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things before we got to talk about this microwave situation. Oh my God. Jeez. Somebody help me. I'm sure there's some parent listening right now that's going to be able to use this information because there's nothing worse than I'm sure learning how to be a parent to a teenager. That's got to mm. be just like the worst. Mm. I saw this when I was prepping for the radio show today. I thought I'd share it. I was trying to think about my mom back in the day and how she acted. It wasn't you I was worried about. It's my dad. And I'll tell you that story in a minute. But it's, the article is called How Not to Embarrass Your Teenager. And um, 
it, it I'll just go over like, the bullet points here. One is like, act your age, which I'm going to be terrible at that if I have kids. <laughs> I just realized today that most of my clothes are forever 21. Like, oh, I don't look like anybody else in Maryland. <laughs> like, not even the kid, like the teenagers dress like I dress here. It's very, I stand out very much. Um, so that's one of them. Ease up on the PDA. Like, don't be all mm-hmm. smoochy, smoochy. Don't be doing that. Uh, dancing is not allowed. Oh, my God. I, I When I see, like, these moms on tiktok uh-huh. the first thing that i think about is like i would be dead <laughs> if my mom like at that age i was thinking mom of like um remember laura quisenberry who was i i, I don't know if i've told this story of the podcast but in in uh, high school i was in greece i played danny zuko and the girl that played sandy is a girl that i'm talking about right now mom that's not relevant to the story but that's how yes. you would know her yes um I do. Her mom was like her mom was like a young mom, mm-hmm. and and she was really pretty. And I can only imagine how terrifying that must be <laughs> if your mom is like super attractive. Oh, you know, yeah. like oh, what yeah. that must feel. Because I remember we like all make comments about it, and that must mm-hmm. just be terrible. At channel nine three three, we used to have this this like ongoing little thing. I don't do it here because I just it's kind of out of the demo. But um, I used to always say that I had such a big crush on Jess's mom, and that was kind of oh. like our, our back and forth. <laughs> thing with Jess that I'd be like, uh-huh. is your, like, your mom or your dad still married? Oh, that's a shame. You know, <laughs> um, anyway, he's up on the PSA. No dancing allowed. Uh, you are, you remember that you are not cool. Remember that you are not cool. There's not <laughs> one parent of a teenager. Your, your teenage, your teens don't think you're cool. They just don't. So keep that in mind. Uh, lecture later. Mm. says kids still need guidance and parenting even in their teen years, but that doesn't mean that they want to be lectured in like a public way. So wait until mm-hmm. later when possible, we'll pour them aside. Like don't do it. Oh my God. Like at a football game or something, that'd be awful. Yes. And then uh, stay out of sight. is <laughs> the last piece of advice. <laughs> As you probably noticed a the theme here, less is more when it comes to the teen years, the less uh-huh. you interact in front of them with their friends, uh-huh. the better your chances of getting along. Yes. Of course, uh, if you have something to offer, offer them like cash food or control the remote that's acceptable otherwise the more invisible you are around their friends the better (laughs) (laughs) you know i used to say when kids started middle school they didn't have family anymore (laughs) yeah no i I wish i didn't no sisters no no uh -uh. moms no dads Uh uh-uh no they're just free spirits wandering the world by themselves yeah 100 percent. it was just like who are these who are these people i I mean i i don't know what it is i'm not sure why you become so embarrassed by your parents and like i don't know where that transition is but it's like those puberty years i remember god my dad you can imagine because my dad hasn't changed he's been the same loud weird person forever and i remember one time he really wanted to go see a movie and I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't go to the movies with my dad. Like, that would be the social kiss of death to my almost non-existent social life anyway. Um, if I show up to the movie, because like the movie theaters where everybody went to, like, hang out. Oh, yeah. You know, that was like the cool spot. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't. I know I, I wanted to go see a movie and I didn't mind going with my dad, but like the social implications of showing up to the movies with your dad just sound terrible. And now, now imagine like Jimmy Mac, too. OK, like you can picture it. It's like, oh, no. Um, so we uh, we I made him literally drive all the way to Perimeter Mall from Norcross. All the Atlanta people, you know what I'm talking about. But it was like it's like how far is that mom 30 45 minutes away yeah at least uh-huh yeah at least 45 <laughs> minutes probably like the furthest away mall that i could find our spot that i could find that wasn't completely ridiculous to get to 
Because there'd be no chance of being seen with Jimmy Mack in public, you know. <laughs> but my mom, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't remember not wanting to be seen around you. Do you remember those teen years and me acting around you? Yeah, we were fine. I don't remember yeah, I don't doing. Remember. I don't remember doing anything crazy or that embarrassed you that I was aware of. No. But I don't even remember feeling like, oh, I don't want anybody to be around my mom. You know, like <laughs> that feeling with dad. With dad, I was like, oh, God. Like, there's just so your many dad's times. inquisitive. He's inquisitive. He I can tell you, there's know. so many. I know. I can tell you so many Jimmy Mack stories, though, from growing up that me and my buddy Dan still laugh about. <laughs> Dan's been my best friend since fourth grade. Yeah. And if you've, if you've got a parent story that you can still remember about how embarrassed you were by your parents. <laughs> um, you can call us 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8, because I'd like to know, I, they, they, they like never, like, damn, this happened in high school, and Dan and I still, like, still talk about it. So I feel like when oh. you have a traumatizing, embarrassed as a teen story, <laughs> you, like, never forget it, right? Yeah. So, so you're going to share the story? Yeah, of course. So okay. I, <laughs> there's no holding back. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is payback now. This is what I, this oh, is what happened. Oh, Yeah. So, uh, Dan and Dan's got a twin brother named Tom. And, um, then, uh, then we were like the three amigos. We were always hanging out and we would, we'd spend the night like on the weekends or whatever, but spending the night at the Yancey house was like not as fun because Jimmy Mack. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm, mom, explain this to me. Or maybe I can even ask him tomorrow when he comes like why he felt this was like so necessary to do. But he would, he would, um, it'd be, it'd feel like 6 a.m. Uh-huh. He'd come like stomp. Cause we, we, I lived in the basement, right? Uh-huh. And so we'd all, we'd all sleep in the basement. Uh-huh. He comes stomping down you know, on like the main floor and then he opened the door to the basement and he'd be like, Molly, Molly. That's our dog. Molly, Molly, Molly. Are you there? Molly. That's our dog, right? Molly. And then he just whistled this. I can't, my head, the canker sort of hurts so bad right now. Who's <laughs> <Is> that? that? <laughs> Molly, Molly, come on. Come on, Molly, let's go. And Molly's like, it's freaking six o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's like bright outside. <laughs> yeah, that's how we wake up like every day oh, that we'd spend gosh, the night. Honey. I'm trying to get Molly out of there. And we still, we still laugh about that to this day. We'll still do that. That impression, that whistle was so forever permanent in my brain. <laughs> the last one, it was like three, four, three or four short and then a long one. It's like, Oh my God. He has always had a paranoia about dogs not being let out first thing in the morning. God, I mean, when Winnie is here, he'll get up at five 30 to let her out and yeah. he'll stay up. Until 10 o'clock to let her out. And then he says, well, it's been seven hours. I'm sure she needs to go out. Now, when <laughs> Brian and Aunt are here and when he's with them, she goes out whenever. And right, it just about matter. drives him nuts. Absolutely <laughs> nuts. Oh, uh, because they're not up before daylight taking uh, her out. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. You'll have to oh, ask him. Wow. I'm strange. <laughs> I don't think um, I realized eight, that was happening. I'm sure I was upstairs asleep. Yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> sleeping in. Cause it was like six in the morning right, and no exactly. one else is awake for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, eight, eight, eight Kramer, eight, 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 eight K R A M E R eight. Um, we got some more 
kitchen drama. Like I just, I told my mom before we came on the air or came on the podcast today. I don't know what's more like annoying to plan right now. If it's my sister's wedding or if it is my mom's kitchen, because there's always something going on. And this microwave situation, in case you just tuned in this week for the first time, basically my parents are refinishing their kitchen, not remodeling, but like refinishing a lot of things and switching out some appliances and handles and fixtures and stuff like that. And the, I, I, somehow I got drug in. Oh, cause I'm the best deal finder. So I got drug yeah. into to finding the microwave at a cheaper price, which I did. Okay. I found it for three. It's $500 microwave. I got it for $350. So I'm amazing like that. Right. Yeah. And so I, um, uh, I get this microwave. It's like early December or sorry, November. It's supposed to be shipped in like a week or two. Long story short, it doesn't come. And like it's, it's scheduled to get here like mid February now. Right? right. So they decided to cancel that one. Mm-hmm. Now, Keep in mind, it's on my credit card, my name, everything. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Mac is current work. That's that's his project for the week. So we'll talk to him tomorrow about that. Um, but then my mom wanted to reorder this microwave. Same microwave. Okay. Uh-huh. Keep in mind, it's been three months right. to make sure that everything is right with this microwave. <laughs> You've had three months to like any kind of issues that could come up in, in yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. So. Last night I get this text and I'm like, are you serious, mom? Like explain, explain what happened. Cause remember yesterday we told you the guy was going to come over after the gym <laughs> right. to see if he could install it. <laughs> right. And so what's the issue? So the issue is that it's a quarter of an inch too wide. <laughs> <laughs> and he discovered that aye, aye, according aye. to his measurement, which I trust much more than ours. He said, oh, you would have to just take this cabinet out and rebuild it to make it fit. And it's going to come out in the front another two inches, another two inches farther than your existing one does. <laughs> and I was just like flipped out. I was did like, you, Did no. nobody measure this thing? Did nobody measure? <laughs> well, we did. And we looked After at it. After all this, did no one, did no one literally... Say, you know what? Like, let's let's like double check the measurements on this just to make sure that like we're good to go. You know, did no one think about that? No, I guess not. Anyway, now we have the second order microwave sitting in the garage that came in three days, by the way. That's important, not three months. Three days that you also ordered through your big deals. Yeah. But now I'm in Georgia. You're in Baltimore. It's on your credit card. (laughs) I need to take it back to the store and they want to see the credit card it was purchased from. So I called today and waited for 42 minutes for someone from customer service to come on the line. And she said, because there's an option to ship it back UPS, she goes, oh, no, don't ship it back UPS. Bring it to the store. Explain. Then, well, then, no, dad, it, then it's like it's, it's like a big cycle. Then dad's gonna have to call UPS. <laughs> and it's just well, no, supposedly like it's Groundhog free. Day. It's free. You can get a label. But I had a lot of trepidation about sending a microwave through UPS. So, anyway, um, she said, just bring it into the store and talk to customer service, and they'll probably work it out for you. Probably, probably. 
<laughs> so, so now I don't. I need to go look at my credit card because I think I've got thousand dollars worth of stuff just like floating out there. Like, yeah, do I have it? Is it there? Is it not? No wonder my budget's been so thrown off. I got thousand dollars in extra appliances every month trying to figure that out. I'm Jeez. sorry. Well, I'm definitely sending J Mac back with a microwave. Oh, I'm sure. Well, what is the what is the quote? The um, no good deed ever goes unpunished. That's what I feel like with this. I'm just trying to help my poor elderly parents over here. Oh yeah. Figure out their microwave. Them, and we can't get the measurements straight. It's becoming no. it's becoming a third job for me almost over here. So I'm helping. <laughs> I know out this it kitchen adds situation. stress to your life, and we don't like to do that. We don't like to add it's stress fine. to anyone's lives, especially it's, our children's. It's fine. I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm well, concerned. To, oh, I'm concerned yeah. about my birds. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I love when mom goes rogue. It's my favorite topic. So please go, go ahead. Here I go, but I am concerned. You always say, "Oh, there's my neighbor." Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I have a little birdhouse right on my window that I love and adore, but the birds pooped on it, po- pooped on the window. <laughs> so today I go outside with my window washer thing and vinegar and water, which I use to clean absolutely everything. Yeah. And I wash the window and it looks great. And now the birds aren't coming. <laughs> what do you So mom thinks... She thinks she's she's scared them off with the vinegar. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Let's let's type in birds and vinegar and see if that's a thing. I just <laughs> didn't plan on talking about this today. But that's no, fine. I know. Uh, I know. You can always cut it out. Vinegar. <laughs> I know um, how you are. <laughs> no, I mean it says that you're supposed to. Vinegar is one of the best products to use to clean a bird cage, so it, it must not be that. Maybe they just don't want to come over right now. I don't know. That's oh, weird. Very interesting. Well, I'm but sorry if they're to hear not about your birds. tomorrow, I'll be really upset. But for today, <laughs> what are you going to do? I'll move you gotta my. Call somebody? No, I'm going to move my birdhouse to the other window. You're gonna get. You're gonna get uh, Jimmy Mack on that one. No, I'll have to do that myself. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't really like to manage my birds. Yeah, but no, not. no, he's not really interested in that. But. Anyway. Well, let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Okay. It's from Vernon Jordan. He says, you are where you are today because you stand on somebody's shoulders. And wherever you are heading, you cannot get there by yourself. If you stand on the shoulders of others, you have a reciprocal responsibility to live your life so that others may stand on your shoulders. Mm. It's the quid pro quo of life. We exist temporarily through what we take, but we live forever through what we give. Mm. And that is that is just, you know, today I had to do a short video for Rainbow Village and their 30-year anniversary. In case and, you don't know, Rainbow Village is a transitional housing program for women that my mom ran for 25, 24 years. 24 years, yes. It's for homeless families with children. Yeah. And most of them are single moms, and most of them are from domestic violence situations. And it's near and dear to my heart. But I was thinking about that, that we really do exist temporarily through what we take, but we live forever through what we give. Because mm. that was 24, uh, 24 hours, 24 years of my life that I gave to start that program and to build a campus for them to live on. 
And I'll tell you, it is the greatest joy and blessing. And I am so thrilled it's been there for 30 years. That's great. And they are just growing and thriving and doing so well. So. You should, and you should feel proud about that. But I mean, what you always have to remember is there's, yeah, there's somebody before you that got you to where you are today, exactly. you know? And for and, me, with that, that was Father Joel. That was Joel right. Hudson. You know, I stood on his shoulders and he led me to follow my call to ordination. And he encouraged me to take on Rainbow Village when I thought it was insane. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, look for those people. It's funny because they're, I, I feel the same way when it comes to, there's so many morning shows, Jeff Dollar being one of them. And then his show that he used to be on uh, was a really big help. There's a show out of Charlotte. Have we got any Charlotte listeners, Ace and TJ, uh, that were super helpful getting me to where I am and, and giving me that boost and helping me try to figure out the radio world. A lot of managers and higher ups that kind of gave me guidance and opportunities and, um, yeah, you know, there's so many people. And then I, you know, I always feel I very respect, I don't know if respectful, but I'm very, um, cognizant, I guess is the right word mm-hmm. to also try to help the younger generation in whatever way I can too, you know, Which like picking Jess. Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Picking Jess to this, uh, this job. I mean, is it a little overhead? Yeah, of course. But I, I'd rather give somebody that I believe in the opportunity to come in and do it. And like, I, I, would Jess have gone? And this is not by no means like being like, look what I did for her. But like, yeah, there were a lot of seasoned people that were up for that job. And I was really rooting for her to get it because I, I try to do that. You know, there's people there rooting for me right. and people that trust me and I trust them. And so I, um, you know, honestly, it's, it's getting harder to do that because, and this is just kind of a radio aside, but, um, you know, a lot of people will message me, Hey, I really, you know, college kids or high school kids. I'm like, I really want to get into radio. And honestly, it's becoming harder and harder to like recommend doing it just because there's so few opportunities nowadays, you know? So I, I always feel bad about that, but anybody that I can give an opportunity to, I try to, because there were so many, I remember in college, there's this guy named Chris Coleman and he was the station manager. Um, and he spent a lot of time really teaching me the ropes of, of college radio, of, of like doing radio in such a small setting, you know, to where I could really learn how to just feel comfortable on the air and all that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I remember he told me, he's like, listen, I'm going to help you and I'm gonna do whatever I can do to help you. But all I'm asking is that one day you help somebody else do the exact same thing. Yes. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that because there are so many people, you know, if, if you think that you're one of those people that are like, well, I don't, you know, I got here today cause I worked really hard. Well, yeah, of course you did. But mm-hmm. there's somebody, there's somebody that gave you, you're like, well, I'm an, I'm, I own my own business. Okay. But there's who, who gave you that encouragement? Who, who gave you the idea? Who gave you, you know, like where, who taught, who like, even back to school, thinking about like the, the things that you learned or the teachers that encouraged you all the way up, yeah. you know? So being grateful for that, I think is extremely important, right? Yes. And speaking of Greece in high school, I mean, think about Pev, Miss yeah. Beverly. She was yeah. a great, great mentor to you. Totally. 
little did I know how much like yeah, just her her I mean her and I would fight all the time, man. We'd fight, we fight, we fight. We were just two very um strong strong minded, yeah, two strong minded individuals. But she was always there and kept giving me chances, even though I probably didn't deserve them because I was such a just a hard headed dummy. So uh, yeah. So think about that and be, and be grateful. Take, you know, take 20 seconds to be grateful for that. Those people that helped you get to where you, whatever it is. And if they're still alive, send them a note. Yeah. Drop, they'd be really appreciative. Drop them a card, give them a call. Yeah. Yep. So much, so much. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you to our friends over at better help. And I'm saying that on a personal level and a professional level, because professionally they support the podcast and we're happy to have them there. But on a personal level, I'm, I'm just glad that they created the technology and the platform to be able to give you therapy anywhere you go. I've told you that, you know, I went back into therapy back in November, trying to figure out this whole Miss California dating situation. And mm-hmm. I was, I've never really gotten to the root of an issue and, and got a, a resolution faster than I did with better help. Um, it's because it's a constant, you're constantly connected with your therapist or licensed professional counselor that it's just, you're just, you're chipping away at it all the time. You just go, go, go. And it's awesome. And it's great. It's such a great service. And I want you to try it out. Like if you've been dealing with anxiety, stress, sleep problems, marriage issues, just dealing with COVID, uh, trauma, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's that one thing in your mind right now that I know you're thinking about. You're like, I wish I could get, like get breakthrough this. Well, I highly recommend you try out BetterHelp. And I'm not just saying that because they're an advertiser. If they weren't an advertiser, if they were to drop their sponsorship, I'd still, still tell you the same thing. I think it's super effective. So go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer, and you're going to get 10% off your first month over at BetterHelp. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of mental health here in 2021. And go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Okay, ask my mom in a couple seconds and dating with baggage, friends, it happens. And now it's for everyone that got married in their 20s, early 20s, God bless you. It's a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier, man. Jeez. Uh, first, hi to our certified fans. Thank you so much. We say hi to you every single episode because we appreciate you. And I want to make sure that's very clear that this show is not possible without you. So if you enjoyed this show and you have become a certified fan or you're debating, should I become a certified fan? Yeah, if you got five bucks a month, I'd really appreciate that. It, the price will be going up in March for sure. I'm starting to get my schedule together now, rolling some things out. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to roll some exciting things out. Uh, March, though, the price will go up because that extra dollar is going to go pay to um, expand the reach of our message. And I'll explain more about that. Um, but I think that you'll feel if you're a new certified fan after March, um, I hope that you'll appreciate where the extra dollar goes. But I'll explain that. But if you're already a certified fan, if you join before March, it's just five bucks a month. And that goes to production cost and growing the podcast. None of that money do mom and I take. We don't even charge for shipping costs because we don't have to. <laughs> Dad will fight through them. So it's really everything that you donate goes right to this show and that's it. Um, you know, there for a while, I know a lot of you guys were supporting because that was going to be my, my source of income. And luckily, you know, I was able to get another job and so I'm, I'm not going to be dependent on it, but I promise you that I'm going to 
dedicate every penny that we make off this podcast into making it bigger and better and growing it. So just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, if you want to become a certified fan, text the word fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. And we really appreciate it. And so, um, what we do is we, we say hi to certified fans. Um, we actually have two and that makes me feel good. Um, two new Well, a one returning and one new one and we'll save the new one for tomorrow. Um, There is one though, that the guy that's been very supportive for a very long time on this podcast, Mm -hmm. his name is Donald. And we talk about Donald a lot. We say he's our only, only guy listener, (laughs) even though we we actually have a bunch, but um, (laughs) yeah, that's my mom's (laughs) other son. Um, But Donald actually messaged me a couple of days ago and said, Hey, I want to switch my membership from a, a monthly to a yearly. And so he did. He's like, I I wish I had the, I think it was a text message. It would take a second to pull it up, but basically I just want to support you guys however I can. And so, uh, he made a, a very generous contribution to our show. And oh, that, thank you, Donald. You're the best. I'll adopt yeah. you every day. <laughs> he feels obligated because now he's part of the family. That's so right, exactly. Um, no, we we just we thank you so much. We thank you, thank you, thank you for um for for being such a supporter, not only just by listening and um and by donating, Donald. Really appreciate that, man. So if you want to become a certified fan, F A N S. F-A-N-S? That's not a weird. Yeah, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. And we've got a new one we'll introduce you to tomorrow as well. Um, so really quick, uh, some quick housekeeping stuff. Please, today is the last day I'm going to harass you every single day to vote. Actually, it's Wait not. A second. What? I didn't give Donald his whoop whoop. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're yeah, please. Right along. I know. Uh-uh. Go, go, go. It's an extra whoop because he's so special. <laughs> okay, Donald, just for you. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Love you forever. <laughs> Triple whoop is very, it's very important. So yeah, there you go. Very you have to be very special. Right. <laughs> um, so housekeeping stuff really quick. Sorry, Donald. Um, the, uh, I'm going to, you know, a podcast magazine, we've been number two for seven months. We dropped to number three this month. I'm asking you just to vote every day. If you don't mind, just see, let's see if we can bump us back up to number two. We don't want to be number one ever. Um, <laughs> So back at number two. And then, yeah, there's three spots on there. If you want to vote for Kramer and Jess Uncensored, that'd be awesome. Would really appreciate that, too. That's the Uncensored podcast I did with Jess. It's very different than this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the you know, you can vote for uh, the upside is, you know, for your third option. If you want to vote for them, that'd be awesome. If you want to vote for uh, Low Key, that's Jess's podcast. You can vote for In the Garage with Garage Boy. It's cool because... Between me and Jeff and Hula, who, you know, um, is a guy that has been on the show a couple of times, another radio guy from San Diego, and Jess and, um, and Garage Boy, which is just such a random whatever. That's so crazy to me. You know, it's even crazy to him that it does so well. But um, we're just – it's a bunch of – and I think I said Jeff and that's it's like a bunch of, of like radio people that just like to create content. And like they're, they, we, you know, you keep voting us on the charts and we're beating out these huge podcasts that are, you know, have millions and millions and millions of downloads every month. And that means a lot. So if you'd like to vote for us, we'd appreciate it. Text the word vote V O T E to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. Or you can also just go to, um, just Google hot 50 podcast magazine. If you want to go that way instead. And don't forget, it's also one of our final days of our 
Jimmy Mac $250 sale. All the Jimmy Mac mugs are on sale uh, for the first 100 or 200 I'm sorry, $2.50 off. If you're a certified fan, you get an extra $1 off uh, because my dad saved us $250. So now we're taking all that money off and sale prices and giving it back to you. So go, if you don't have a, a never give up mug, go get one. It's fun. Um, it is fun to give so, to people too. Yeah. Oh, I think it's fun. Like as you're listening to the podcast, sitting there drinking drink some coffee in the morning. So text, uh, text, that's merch, M-E-R-C-H to 888-Kramer8, and I'll shoot you back a link for that. All right, Ask My Mom Time. We do this every Tuesday and Thursday, and if you have some advice you want to give or get, um, you or I guess to get, I guess, you can always send me an email. It's that guy Kramer at gmail.com. Sometimes you just need something talked out, you know? And it may not be like a therapy kind of situation. You just kind of need like a friend's opinion. Hopefully we feel like friends to you and uh, feel like family to you. And we're not the family that's like super judgmental though, you know? Like, no. We don't, we don't, and we don't know enough about you to really, <laughs> to, to really know it. If we wanted to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have enough information. Totally. But it is good. It's good just to talk to someone else. Yeah. Just get some outside opinion. Mm-hmm. And so if you want my mom's advice, and then also if you're a, if you're a, a, pot, a listener of the show and you've got some advice, you've been in a situation like this. That's where the segment really comes alive. So 888-Kramer8. I've said that a hundred times a day, but that's our phone number to call in with some advice. This message is a little – Mom, do you want to read this whole message? Sure. My, my canker sore is killing me, so I'm going to take oh, a break. Sure. I'm glad to. <laughs> right. oh, sorry. Hi, Kramer and Mama Nancy. I wanted to get your advice on a current situation I'm in. I am dating a single dad of two. I have never dated a guy with kids before, so this situation is new to me. I'm at an age, 31, where most people my age and older have either been previously married, have children, or both. So finding someone without baggage is rare. I am a teacher and I adore children. I haven't met his children yet, but it's not really them I'm worried about meeting. Where my concern lies is with his ex-wife. He and his ex have been divorced for six years, but she is obviously still very much present due to the co-parenting situation. He has the kids a majority of the time right now. With the whole distance learning thing, they are trying to keep consistency for the kids during the week. The kids are doing school at his house. When he is working, his ex will come over to his place and stay with the kids. The guy I'm dating has told me there are times where his ex will spend the night and come over unannounced when she is watching the kids. The guy I'm dating is super nice and doesn't want to create turmoil for his children's sake, so he doesn't really say much to her about showing up unannounced. He has told her that he is dating someone and she can't and she can't just randomly show up on Sundays which is literally the only day when the kids aren't at his house without calling or texting first. Last night, I was over at his place, and she still called asking to bring the kids over. His ex obviously takes full advantage of him and the situation. He did tell her last night not to come over, though, and told me she's just trying to give him a hard time. Quite honestly, I know a lot of this falls on the guy I'm dating, but I also know how much he loves his kids and enjoys being with them. I don't think this is a situation of her wanting him back because she is seeing someone else herself. Maybe it's a situation of I don't want him, but I don't want anyone else to either. Mm -hmm. My fear here is a few things. 
One fear I have is that if things continue to progress with this guy and myself, then I'm obviously going to be in his children's lives. I fear that his ex isn't going to like that very much. I wouldn't even be surprised if she told his kids not to like me. I also fear that inevitably her and I will have to meet, and I know that's going to be very uncomfortable. I have been told she isn't a very nice person. (laughs) I really don't know how to navigate this situation. Currently, we're not at a point of meeting the kids or the ex yet. However, I am trying to be proactive in this situation and figure out how to navigate dating someone with baggage. I don't feel like I can really say anything to the guy I'm dating about this right now. Any thoughts from you two or the listeners would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. With appreciation. And I won't say uh, her name. Okay, so let's let's break that down. I'm actually kind of glad we're having this conversation because I think that it's something that I've always been kind of curious of too. And I, I, you know, I'm older than you. I'm 37, but I mean, it's even more so that situation where if you, yeah, if you were married at 18 like my mom, then very little baggage, right? 19, sorry. <laughs> Very little baggage, right? Uh, the, the older you date, though, it's like it's harder and harder, uh, especially, yeah, like with me. I think we've talked about this a lot where I, I don't think that right now I'm ready to be a stepdad. Like I don't – to be like thrown into that situation. Um, I just don't think I have – honestly, I don't think I have the time for it right now. Yes. Um to to really focus on it and like it because to me it'd be a whole new learning thing oh Um, for sure but okay so that then that pretty much cuts my dating pool down like 90 percent because i'm i'm damn near 40 years old you know what i mean like it's not like uh i would say most people that i dated when i was dating because like by the way and right now i'm not dating at all i'm not i'm truly not there's nobody in the wings there's nobody uh, I, and I've made that commitment right now to not date because I have so much going on right now that mm-hmm. I just can't. So in case you're wondering what's going on in my dating life, nothing. There's really, there's really, <laughs> truly not one thing going on in my dating life, mm-hmm. and and it's like zero degrees. I can't even imagine like walking outside and like trying to meet someone in like this weather and like uh, just no, uh-uh, not doing it. So, um. With that said, I I, I kind of wonder the same thing because I'm very fearful of dating somebody with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met a lot of great women that have kids and right. I it, it is such a hurdle for me um, because of not necessarily – well, I mean – D- different things, honestly, for different reasons. Everyone that dated with kids almost had like a different reason of why – I felt a little uncomfortable with them. Uh, one is kind of like hers where her and the, um, the dad were close and didn't have good boundaries. And it made me just feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, another was I, uh, her kid was like super wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't even know how I would handle that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Uh, another one, the kid was really young. He was like one. And I was like, that's a baby. Like you're, you're like, you're like, a you, you just had this thing. You don't even know what you're doing yet. You know? So how that doesn't make me feel good on like how you're going to 
handle that. And like, I'm trying to think there's always like something. And then it got to a situation where when I knew that like, when I lost my job and I was like, I'm not going to like, like my biggest fear with kids is my own or by or uh stepkids or are is like this crazy life that I live and move every couple of years. I feel terrible. Like I feel, and I worked on that in therapy and I, did I ever talk about that mom about my fears with that. To me, you did. I'm not sure about in therapy. Um, well, no. So I talked to, I talked to Miss Pam about that. My therapist <laughs> on better help. And she was like, it, that comes from, because to me, what childhood is, is like we had such a stable childhood, you know, like we like to me, a childhood is where you stay in the same house for 18 years and you have the same neighbors and you have the same, you know, that's like, that's what I know childhood as. Mm -hmm. And so not to be able to like provide that to a kid gives me a lot of anxiety, but she's like, that's not how everyone's childhood is. That's how your childhood is. So that's all you can associate with it. That's why it gives you anxiety, even though it's not how most kids lives aren't as stable as that, you know? Um, Anyway, it's not about me right now, but I'm going back to the point of dating. Like, th like there, there comes a lot of issues with quote unquote baggage and it doesn't always have to be kids, but there's always, always an issue. So mm -hmm. I, I'm going to come to you in a second, mom, but let me just give my, my two cents here is that okay. I, I feel like it is a massive maturity thing to be a step parent. Now I, I'm not one. And that's why I need like step parents to call in probably more so than ever in this segment, mm -hmm. because to me, it is such a big responsibility because it's like you're there as a parental figure, but you're not really a parental figure. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? Like uh, you and you're not the dominant parent. Right. Yeah. And I, I even struggle with that idea. Now, when you've got an ex in there too, to deal with. Mm hmm. That's it, it's like a whole nother it's like a whole nother thing. It's yes. like a whole nother issue that you got to deal with. And, and forever that person hopefully will be there. You want them to be there, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure this per, this this woman that wrote in wants these kids to have a stable life and like a happy life with both parents. I don't think anybody wants kids not to have two parents in their lives. Right. Um I I think though my when I I've I've read this email a couple of times now, and I think that you've really, if you're going to be a step parent and tell me if I'm wrong here, but you, you've got to set some very firm boundaries with how things are going to be mm -hmm. in every situation mm -hmm. with X, with the kids, with time you guys are going to get together. What are you responsible for? What are you not responsible for? What are you included in? What do you want to be included in? What do you not want to be included in? And obviously, does she say how long they've been dating in this? I don't think she said yeah. exactly how long they've been dating. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd be on a first date going through all that. But, yeah. you know, I, and I don't even know if you haven't even met the kids yet. Yes. I don't even know if maybe you're at quite that point yet. Right. And, and she's but I think that. Yeah. I think the best thing that you got to do is just tell him that it makes you uncomfortable. I mean, I would not feel good either. Mm -hmm. I would not feel good with just the, the mom being able to stop by whatever, but it sounds like there's no boundaries there. It sounds like there's not been any clear boundaries that he has to establish. That's right. It's not your responsibility to establish that. Yes. And those boundaries get crossed. It's his responsibility to make sure they don't get crossed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my, my two cents is like, mm -hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but the fact of the, of the matter is, yeah, as you get older, 
we all have more responsibilities and most people have kids. Right. And so finding someone that doesn't have kids that you have a good connection with, I mean, you're really rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be set stronger boundaries. Yes. If you feel like it's serious, meet the kids, set and tell them like, listen, I think we need some boundaries with this situation. I feel insecure mm-hmm. because of this. I'm and I'm not, I'm not in control of it. I'm I'm the outsider, so I'm going to need you to step up and be a bigger player in this situation, you know? Yes. Well, Mom? I agree. I agree with what you've said and and certainly you you're a a better voice on this than I am because you've had the experience three or four times. Um, but, you know, I, I agree that you need a clear understanding with the boyfriend about the kids and the ex-wife and yeah. exactly how it should be. And you need to be able to express your feelings and your discomfort with the situation to make it clear to him before you move forward. Right. Um, yeah. And I hope too, and I hope also that you want to have a good relationship with those kids, mom. Cause I always thought about that. If I was going to date somebody with kids, like I do hope that I have a good relation that we are like a trifecta <laughs> or, or for a square of, of happiness, yes. <laughs> there's four parents involved or five, yes. whatever. I don't know. You know, I just hope that for the kid's sake, you don't want it to be the other way around. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I, I really need other people to call in on this because I, I've only kind of dabbled in it. Yes. Um, and I've heard, to be completely honest, I've heard horror stories of being a step parent and I've heard some really great stories about being a step parent. So from what you know about this, 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8, and uh, let's get some advice. All right, Mom, that's it for you today. I love you. Okay. Thank you, honey. Love you forever. Okay, good news time. It made me laugh, and then we'll say bye. Bye for today, friends. Um, let's start in Georgia because we got a lot of Georgia listeners. And this here's a great story out of Marietta. Um, There is a freight train conductor that's being recognized for serving a homeless man who was stuck on the tracks in Georgia. Uh, The alert, the CSX conductor was driving a mile long train uh, at normal speed heading towards Marietta when he saw somebody on the tracks. And then so. He was like, oh, my God, what do I do? So according to this Facebook post put out by the police department over there, explains that because of his swift actions, he was able to stop the train before striking the mail. At that point, the conductor got out and he helped the man get off the tracks and then called for help. It turns out that the man was homeless and had actually fallen on the tracks and couldn't get up by himself. So thank God this conductor is paying attention, number one. And then uh, the fact that he you know, took the time to help that man up and just get him to safety is very cool so shout out train conductor this is crazy to me that trains even still exist you know and they're expensive by the way too did you know that they're really expensive um i remember i tried to take a train from phoenix to san antonio no where was i go oh el paso texas right it was and it was like not like the Pacific Coastline or whatever that's called that goes from LA to San Diego. But it was like it was like as much as a plane ticket. I was like, why would I do that? I'll take a take a plane or a drive. Okay, another good news story. Actually, a great news story. Um, this one is out 
of uh, where was this one out of? It is New Mexico, <clears throat> and it's kind of a multi-part story, but. After nine long months in the hospital with COVID, a four-year-old girl has now recovered. Yeah. Her name is Stella Martin, and she tested positive on March the 24th, 2020, and spent over five months in the pediatric intensive unit over the University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque before she was transferred to UNM's uh, Carrie Tingley Children's Hospital in October. Stella's mom says that her daughter has asthma, which, of course, increased her risk of getting sicker from the coronavirus. She suspects that Stella was exposed to it from her father, who actually ended up dying from COVID complications on April 18th. God, can you imagine that? And then your baby, your brand new, or your four-year-old sick? Like, what? Yazzie calls the girl a fighter. So it took her nine months to beat it, but she did it. She did it. And now the two are home again uh, with their other sister. So, love that. Great story, man. All right. Talk about how, as a parent, one of your joys is being able to embarrass your kids. We, we, t- we said don't. Here's some tips not to. But as Jeff Foxworthy says, maybe it's worth it. I embarrassed my kids so bad in the last school year. I, I have two daughters. I live next door to my brother who has three daughters. So it, uh, almost every day I, I drive them to school. And last year, while I was driving them to school, we ran out of gas in the carpool lane because my wife does not realize it's actually legal for women to purchase gasoline. So, but we run out of gas and, and people are, are honking the horn and having to back up and go around us and the kids are just mortified. So the next morning when I took them, I made sure that the tank was just as full as it could possibly be. And I pull up to the front of the school and they have like these assistant teachers that help open the doors. And I'm not even trying to be funny, but as we pull up to the front, I roll down the passenger window and yell out, I've got gas this morning. <laughs> And the kids are like, oh, God, just go home. Just go home. Thank you so much. I think it's Beatrice that asked what's going on with me and that girl over the weekend. And I didn't talk about it yet because um, we were so focused on snow day, you know. Uh, we snowed here. And so for the radio show, it's more of a radio story anyway. But I can catch up tomorrow on that too, uh, what happened with a girl from California. Um, okay. All right. Everybody good? Okay. I love you. Don't forget to vote. Text the word vote to 888-Kramer8. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.